0: Hello, and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf, and I'm a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its ninth year and five-time winner of the Best of Gwinnett Award in Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Practices. Rachel, Sherry, and I invite you to visit WholeFoodHealthCoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is changing lives. WorkWell is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinions, and my faith. Designed to bring you compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support on your wellness journey. Work Well comes to you for my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. From living rooms to boardrooms here at Business Radio X, you're listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. All right, let's do this. I love to start with a funny story, and today is no different. So, this is actually from the Good Clean Funnies list. So, if you want to look up these. Uh, little stories and funnies that I share with you, that's where you would find them, gcfl.net. So this one is called, appropriately, A Doctor, a Lawyer, and a Minister. An old man, because of his grumpy, miserly ways, had no friends. Just before he died, he asked his doctor, lawyer, and minister to gather around his bedside. "'I have always heard that you can't take it with you, but I'm going to prove that you can,' he said." I have $90,000 in cash under my mattress. It's the three envelopes of $30,000 each. I want each of you to take one envelope now, and just before they throw dirt on me, you throw the envelopes in. The three attended the funeral, and each threw his envelope into the grave. On the way back to the cemetery, the minister said, I don't feel exactly right I'm going to confess I needed $10,000 badly for a new church that we're building. So I took $10,000 and threw only $20,000 in the grave. The doctor said, I too must confess I'm building a hospital and took $20,000 and threw in only $10,000. The lawyer said, gentlemen, I'm surprised and shocked and ashamed of you. I don't see how you could hold out that money. I threw in my personal check for the full amount. Ah, okay, I know. Well, those are some fun things to think about. I, am, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you know that each week I really want you to be um, inspired and get the information that you're looking for. I encourage you to challenge yourself, change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, or restart something. So in January, we talked new beginnings. In February, we talked about heart health. In March, the topic was marvelous marriage, marriage, Marathon Month with my husband, Jack Wolf. And then in April, we did some spring cleaning. In May was Women's Health Month. June was Men's Health Month. July aging gracefully. That was my birthday month. And this month we are dealing with the back to school craze, and we're definitely leaning into personal development because each child has their own choices to make when they go to school. Just because they go to school doesn't mean they're going to learn everything. But I know the parents, at least in Atlanta, are excited that um, kids are gone back to school. Maybe in your area they haven't yet, or when you're listening to this, maybe they haven't. But in the area of personal development, um, you know. I love definitions, so I've got one for you just so we can clarify the topic before we begin. So, personal development is self improvement consisting of activities that develop a person's capabilities and potential, build human capital enhance quality of life and facilitate the realization of dreams and aspirations. I love that definition. And that came from, you know, my AI in my office. So if you want to check on yours, you can ask, what is the definition of personal development? She'll tell you. But when it comes to personal development, I can't think of anyone other than my guest today, Dan Ryland. He is um, actually been my mentor, my friend and former boss. So welcome Come Dan. Thank you, Stephanie. I've really been
1: looking forward to this conversation.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Dan has been a pastor and a leader for more than 40 years, and he's served as executive pastor for John C. Maxwell. And for the past 20 years with Kevin Myers at 12 Stone Church here in Atlanta, Georgia, Dan has invested in thousands of church leaders through church consulting, executive coaching, and his books, Leadership Alone Isn't Enough?, Confident leader, amplified leadership, shoulder to shoulder, and his pastor's coach, the blog is can be found at danryland.com. R-E-I-L-A-N-D. So Dan and his wife, Patty, live in the area. Patty um, and him live in a suburb of north north of Atlanta. My favorite book, though, Dan, and I mentioned it as we were coming in, and I haven't read the two newest ones, so I am anxious to um, read those. Thank you for that gift. Um, But The Father's Heart. Focusing on our children because this month is back to school month. So I grabbed one of the um, well, I wanted to grab several of the quotes that you have in there, but I did grab the scripture. Proverbs seventeen six. Children's children are the crown of old men. The glory of children is their father. Oh, that's so good. I know you're a dad and a grandpa. Tell and a us grandpa. about your family.
1: Yep. yep. So, oh, Patty and I have been married for 42 years. Can Yay, you believe that? Patty. Yeah, you
0: put up with Dan for 42 she, years. She, I don't
1: know how she's done it, but uh, <laughs> I definitely kicked my coverage. And uh, we just love our family time with our three-year-old granddaughter and our identical twin boys that are 10 months old. So it's just so much fun, a whole new dimension. And I didn't know I could love little ones that much, you know. It might have to do with the fact that I get to give them back at the end of the day, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It might be that, but they're so much fun.
0: That's awesome. I think we still sow that seed. We don't realize the ripple effect that's coming back to us in the future, right? Right. I have two sons, and you have a daughter and a son. Daughter and a son. So that's pretty exciting. Our first granddaughter was an anomaly for our family because we had all boys. So it was just exciting to have a little girl come along that we can curl her hair and buy those pretty dresses for.
1: Well, and our son, uh, you know, Mackenzie's still here. She lives seven minutes away. When she's married to Jacob, and he actually is on the production staff at Victory Church. So. Oh, That's awesome. kind of fun, yeah. But my son, for the first time, he of course he came out here with us, uh, obviously as a he was about six years old. But uh, he just recently moved back to SoCal, San Diego, L.A. area where we grew up, you know, native. And uh, so it was strange. He said, "Dad, I'm sorry. I love you guys, but I just miss the ocean. I miss the palm trees. I got to get back."
0: Aww. And
1: uh, so it was weird having the first Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving without him. but he flew home for Christmas.
0: Nice, nice. They make such an effort, I think, especially when it's a close family. I know I did one of the podcasts here. Um, We called it the Wolf Pack, you know, and so Chad was in town and Jeremy was here and our grandson Caleb and then Jack. It was during Men's Health Month, so it was super fun to have this table filled with the wolf, um, you know, testosterone. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. So we're talking about personal development today and that's really pretty much my world of health and wellness as a as a health and wellness coach I believe in empowering my clients to find tools to build the life that they think they can't build, and I think that that's to me that reminds me of mentoring and the work that we did together and some of the ways that we connected. I guess from you out in California, me here in Atlanta. So tell me, tell us that story or tell them that story. Of course, I know the story, but you tell yes, them.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, it was kind of a oh, god thing, a crazy kind of cool thing. Where um, here's the part I remember that's so much fun, and we can tell more, but I'm going to sure. just jump into that part. Go for it. When I was, you flew to San Diego. And I'm interviewing you. And I said, you know, it was for like an executive assistant kind of role. And I said, so, Stephanie, you've got quite a background in leadership and all these things. And do do you really want to be my executive assistant? And you said, no. And I thought... This is odd. I did? You know. And, <laughs> okay. and and I said she goes, you know, well and I, said, it was so obvious that you had leader in you. Mm-hmm. And we were we were in this is so this is when I knew you're the one because you were negotiating before you had the job. Mm-hmm. And you said, If I'll do that with you and for you, if you'll mentor me in leadership mm-hmm. for two years. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's amazing. She's a thinker. I could tell that you were you were planning, you were Uh, thinking ahead. you you, You knew where you were going. And I saw, even in that moment, the leader in you. And I could see the passion for you to develop others. And you just wanted to, you said, I'll do this if I can get around somebody who seems to know what they're doing in that developmental area. So I thought that was really cool.
0: Oh, that's awesome that you remember that, because I remember I was working another job. I was an executive assistant at Another um, nonprofit, large nonprofit. And I decided that I wanted to go out and do some writing and some teaching and some speaking on my own. And so I quit that job and started Stephanie Wolf Ministries or was thinking I would start Stephanie Wolf Ministries and do my thing. And um, and so I was all excited, had my stuff packed up when I got a phone call from Enjoy asking if I would do an interview. And I was thinking with them, you know, with the uh, team and that they would be moving to Atlanta and needed someone with my skill set. And I'm thinking, but God... I'm ready to, you know, fly. I'm ready to go on my own, and the Lord said, "Yeah, not so much." <laughs> um, so I did fly out to San Diego, and it was really amazing how we connected. I think at yeah. the early on quick, stage, quick. yeah, we both had a sense of humor. We both cared about others, and you know that mentoring and what you saw in me is something that you know. I mean, I, that was really new to me. So not something that I, you know, my husband loves and sees those things in me, but it was just nice to have someone else say, that's awesome, I can work with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously, even what you're doing today is just proof. I mean, you continue to grow, you have continued to, you know... Uh, You're you're one that reproduces and multiplies. The seed that's sown in Mm -hmm. you multiplies and and just grows into great fruit where now you were mentored, you were taught by others, but now you mentor and coach and lead and help and you help other people grow and become their fullest and their best potential. And that's just a gift that you've been given to do it for others and you're so good at it.
0: Oh, thank you, Dan. I'm glad I had you on today. I'm feeling really good about myself right now. (laughs) No, I do want to say though, I think that Dan has... Has, um, seen seed in lots of people's life, and out of that really came your mentoring gift, and more so being that person who comes alongside of someone and really sees that potential in them, and uh, fans the flame. And I remember um, Peter Drucker, um, Peter F. Drucker says, "Find the strengths of the student and put them to work, rather than look for the student as or look at the student as someone." Uh, whose deficiencies have to be repaired. And I think our world tends to focus on a lot of negatives that people need to adjust or change, and there's a lot of judgment and criticism. And in mentoring, we look for those that rise to the top, those that really feel like you've got something to offer them and that they're willing to change and you know, and submit in some ways, or at least um, learn. You know, you can't teach somebody who won't learn, right? right? right. And so there's a big part of that. But um, you know, my goal is always, like you said, help people to reach their best best self. And spiritually, that's a part of what I believe. I believe we all are fearfully and wonderfully made, and God has given us certain gifts and talents. But it's kind of a choice. We can't do it for them, and you know, we certainly can't push them, anyone, to become anything. But I can come alongside of them and help them in that discovery process to find those gifts within themselves, right?
1: Yeah, you know, as a a younger coach, as a a younger leader, that was one of the biggest mistakes that I made is I, I did look, I did see the the uh, weaker areas, and I would try to pour into them. And it was just a big mistake rather than later in later years learning that, you know, I need to find their strengths, find how God wired them and pour into those. Because if you pour into the weak areas, all you're ever going to do is at the best, you just get them to zero. Mm. And so, but when you start with their strengths, when you start with their strengths, then you can build them to, there's really no limit. And even we were talking about our kids and, and uh, it, we're having so much fun with them. You, Our, our goal, our, our job isn't to try to change somebody, it's to make them better. Yeah. Like our little, our little, my daughter, Mackenzie, she was always uh, our tomboy. But when, when she was born, Grandma and Mom, Patty, you know, uh, they had them, she had them, uh, they had her, sorry, in uh, in pink dresses and frilly yellow dresses and frilly, you know, dresses all the time. And she had about three or four years old and she was done with them. We didn't know she was our little tomboy who wore jeans and T-shirts and, and uh, uh, no makeup. And to this day, I mean, it, at her wedding, she wore tennis shoes. But it wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. That's just who she is. Yeah. And so we were very fortunate Mm -hmm. to have good mentors in our life that said, let the dresses go, let her be yourself, help her be her best self. And here's the the fun thing. Her daughter, Anza, is pink and frilly and dresses (laughs) and purses. And we go, we don't know where she came from. (laughs) But now, because Mackenzie was given the freedom to be herself, we're loving watching Mackenzie mm-hmm. give Anza the freedom to be herself.
0: I love that. I think more people need that in their life where somebody just sees them for who they are and really be their champion. And yeah. that's what I love about mentoring. And, you know, I would say there's such a difference between teaching um, because I think teachers are valuable. Obviously we're talking back to school, so I'm not going to say they're, that's not valuable. That's amazing. And what a gift to be with those kids all day long. I know I drove school bus for a while while I homeschooled one of mine and I was I always joked all my problems were behind me. Um, but I think that the amazing part of that is um, that there's so many teachers and you know whether it's church or school or even at home as parents we tend to want to teach our kids right. what to do and I think men- mentors are very valuable, very very valuable for a different reason and yet they're few and far between. So I know I used to say about my journey as a mentor, she didn't have a mentor, so she became one. There weren't a lot of women sewing into other women's life in the same areas, like at least strategically or intentionally. And that's where mentoring women came from. We'll get to that. But um, you know, so what do you see as the difference between mentoring and teaching and parenting? If, since yeah, we're talking about that, yeah, too. I think
1: I think that one of the biggest there are several, but one of the biggest differences I think teaching starts with a curriculum; it starts with content, and I think mentoring starts with the need of the person. Mm. You you have to listen; you have to ask questions. It doesn't start with content; it starts with questions. It doesn't start with a predetermined goal of competency which is good it starts with their soul their heart who they are discovery and then sort of fanning the flame as you figure out their passions you know what are their needs what what's the lane that maybe they can run in and you start pouring into that Rather than predetermining the content,
0: I'm really guilty of predetermined content. (laughs) You know, I I do have a teacher gift, so that's a big part of it. I've written curriculum from, you know, for 40 years. So 12 month things, six week things, you know, a lot of my coaching principles, the individual coaching program that's eight weeks long. And, but it's really more about information inspiration. That's why I use those two words, you know, helping them to move. Forward with the information they have.
1: It is, and your content is extraordinary. Where I think the content bridges the gap between teaching and mentoring mm. is that ca- the content can be a catalyst and so the the content so if you're teaching a certain talk or lesson that becomes catalytic sometimes to stir mm-hmm. the soul and mind of the one you're going to mentor because oftentimes you know I coach pastors across the country and sometimes they'll just admit I don't even know what to ask
0: yeah I don't
1: I don't even know where to start mm-hmm. and so your content can serve in that role of the catalyst that gets them stirred It's just that it doesn't end there.
0: There you go. I love that. It doesn't end there. Well, I use some definitions, and um, mothers, mentors, and monsters is kind of the title I came up with today. I know you're not a mother, um, but you're totally a a mentor, and um, I'll tell you about monsters later. But uh, mother, the definition of mother is a female parent. (laughs) I'm like, what? And that's what I said. That which has produced or given birth to anything. Okay? So that's physical reproduction. And a mentor is a wise and trusted teacher, guide, and friend. Mm. An elderly, monitor, or advisor. An elderly, obviously, doesn't mean old in numbers, right? It means old in life or old in experience or any of those things. But to me, that's the difference because there's also that spiritual reproduction. Because I think with mentoring, what, what I found, at least with mentoring women, was those women that I was pouring my life into they got a bug for wanting to pour their lives into others. And, uh, you know, yes, there's evangelism, you know, in our Christian faith and sharing our faith with others, and there's a ripple effect in that as well. The side of mentoring that I loved was how to live life as a believing woman, how to live my life spiritually that really is reproducible, that I would want it reproducible, right? Right. So is that what um, kind of a catalyst for Joshua's men back in those days when you wrote that?
1: Yeah, it, it is. I think I think some other components to add in. Certainly, I would agree with that. But part of it too is I had been blessed with mentoring, mm-hmm. and and you know when you get when you're so fortunate to be poured into by somebody, it's almost a little bit selfish just to keep it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so one of my great passions is to pass on what's been given to me. Mm-hmm. But the catalyst actually for for uh, Joshua's men. I was, I was in flight to Colorado, actually, and God just spoke to me and actually laid it out and talked to me about, you know, I want you to do this Joshua's Men thing. And he just kind of laid out that. Like, I didn't know what he was talking about, but I just did it. But the big idea was, he said, you know, John, John Maxwell, he's pouring into the, the leaders who are leading right now. Hmm. No one's at the church. No one's pouring into the young ones who aren't yet leaders. Mm-hmm. And so... From that point on, it was always about the next generation. It was always about the future leaders. It was always about the up and coming. Mm-hmm. And so that was maybe the additive part to what you were sharing.
0: I love that. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Because I think that we forget, you know, no matter where we are. And like when I wrote this, it was, what, 99? Yeah. I think 1999. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, there are times when I'm like, what do I have to say? And it was amazing that you believed in me. First of all, you and John talked about like, who could do this? Cause we needed a counterpart for, you know, Joshua's men um, at the time. And so I was thinking about, you know, what the difference is between mentoring and discipleship. And again, um, Jesus did both of those beautifully, of course. Um, We certainly don't. But I think that a lot of times we have many more discipleship classes in church, and we don't really have as many mentoring programs like ours. And what we did was something intentional um, that is um, selective. Like we... You know, we kind of chose based on the Lord's leading. You know, those ten women or those ten men, and um, so talk about that a little bit. Yeah,
1: it really wasn't in- intentional. There, that's just, uh, Jesus modeled it. I mean, he started with the seventy, and then there was the twelve, and then there was the three, and even John said, "You know, but I'm I'm the guy." You know, and, and so th- there is a selection process that's a biblical model, and I think too, if you're really looking for just the the high capacity, the ones with great potential, it doesn't mean that everybody else isn't important. It just mm-hmm. means you can, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to pour. i say it this way. We, we love everybody and we care about everybody, but you can only invest in a few. So you have to choose those, those few wisely. Mm-hmm. And, and I think too, another part of, of mentoring um, is highly interactive. I think if you have a group like that, they actually learn from each other. Mm-hmm. They hear different voices, they hear different experiences. They realize I'm not so weird; I'm pretty normal. Yeah. And then they develop incredible relationships. They sp- support each other. But I think all of those things are really, really intentional elements and powerful elements in, in the process of of mentoring. That the really part of the idea is you almost self mentor. Because you're in a group and you have to want to grow, you have to want to dig in, but somebody's there leading the way and pointing the way.
0: That's good. I think um, that's what I found, too. You know, the classes and talking about, you know, head knowledge, which is all good, but um, application, I think it's better. You know, it's like wisdom is knowledge applied. Right. So applying that uh, in our everyday life, I think that's what Joshua's men taught, and that's what mentoring women taught, or at least that's what I sought to teach. So mine was, well, they're both 12-month programs. And to me, it was more kind of like boots on the ground uh, for the women and Um, and those that I chose felt special in some way. They didn't feel superior because there's a difference between, you know, being chosen for something or at least being invited. I always use the word invited uh, for this year. And next year is somebody else's year. And um, and so we used to do a group gathering for all of us together, and I would have a different topic for each month. And then I gave the opportunity for each of the 10 or 8, however many I had um, under my wing that year, I would give them the opportunity opportunity to reach out to me one-on-one during that month. So that way I'm with the group with everybody, but if they want to break it down specifically to their own, you know, life and choices and desires and callings, then they had that one hour with me uh, also. That's
1: so good. And, you know, going back to your being chosen thing, being selected, that's so powerful. Because if you think back, maybe uh, for me, that's a long time ago, but if you think back to maybe elementary school Mm -hmm. and when you're picking teams and there's two captains Mm -hmm. and they're just looking at a group (laughs) and and no one wants to be picked last Mm -hmm. and when you remember how you felt when you got picked... You know, you got chosen rather than well. I'll take the little girl with the pink. You know, and and I'm still standing there. You know, like well, okay, I guess I'll take him. You know, <laughs> but we know how that feels, Me and too. so there's something that you're already lifting somebody up. That you're already elevating their spirit when you when you make that choice and you pick them. I think that's a gift. That you give,
0: I like that. I feel like um, I would always do a um, like a, a social, and um, I would have them come and their husbands would come, and then I would share the vision for the year. This is what it's going to look like, and this is the time, you know, that it might involve. These are the investments, you know, any of those kinds of things that I could share as the group. And then the guys would go off and play pool, or you know, out about back and cook or whatever. And I would go a little bit deeper into that you know, the dedication for the year and what it looked like, because I'm dedicating a year of my life and you dedicated a year of your life, many years. So 20 years, right? Well, 36 years actually that it's been going,
1: 20 years at 12 Stone Church now, where we have uh, 64 uh, men go through and we're actually trying to launch one for women as well. Uh, We've done that a couple of times and I guess I'm just not good at Pulling off the women leader thing—it's so so. I'm affirming you. It's so needed. We need women like you and others to pour into the great talent and potential of female leaders and female teachers and female—I mean, mom. It, the whole thing is such a huge, huge need. You know, when I think about the guys, and I'll bet you would echo in and on this, is going all the way back to 1987 with the first group or just going back even with the many years of groups that I I hadn't uh, led on my own. To this day, to this day, I mean, decades later, they'll write, call, text, and say, that was the most extraordinary, life-changing experience I've ever had. And here's what they all say, and I've never had one since like it. There's never been another. And so that's like a huge statement of of what you're doing. It's that transforming that it's so life-changing and sometimes there isn't another except for the ones who went and led something on their own and they kept it going.
0: That's so true. I think about the group and how you know, the synergy of that group. And you mentioned, you know, the interaction and those kind of things, because it's not just us teaching, that's another classroom, you know, and we've got enough of those is what I'm saying. But the synergy in the group, they learn from each other, they're kind of growing in the same direction. Some of their desires are similar as far as their spiritual depth or their desire to be leaders. But in my world too, I would say, you know, the best leaders as far as women are concerned are the best mothers. And so that's why I bring in the motherhood side of what we do, and I know you do as well with fathers, um, you know. And I think the objectives that they and they may want to be corporate women and in leadership positions in church sure. and things like that is whatever they want. It's like everybody that I would always had to convince them that everybody who comes through mentoring women didn't have to desire to to be a mentor or didn't have to desire, but they just do need to desire to care about that next generation or those others um, that they would be able to sow into their life in some way, if that's their children, or if that's at work, or that's at church, or that's in a pulpit, then, you know, wherever God called them.
1: And, and, it's, and it's not about numbers either. It could be one. Mm-hmm. You're, you're. I think when everyone realizes that they have influence, which is, of course, John Maxwell's one-word definition of leadership. You have influence, and it's up to you how much you want to use it, how much you want to pour in, whether it's your kids or even, like I said, literally just one person. Pouring that in, giving yourself away is an extraordinary, life-changing thing.
0: And when they come back and say thank you, or even if they don't, right? Right, exactly. But I'm with you. I mean, Facebook, uh, my Stephanie Wolf Ministries, that's the only thing left of it is my Facebook page. (laughs) And uh, so I post devotionals most mornings, not all mornings, um, and Scripture and things that I'm reading and whatever. But a lot of the followers and a lot of the people from the past that have been a part of Leading Ladies and have been a part of Mentoring Women and have dug in in some way, shape, or form to, you know, engage me in mentoring are the ones that just, it just makes me smile. I mean, it makes me happy to know that there's still some seeds that are still growing in their life in some way, shape or form, or that they're sowing those seeds in the lives of others. Right.
1: Right. so much of life can feel like just this chaos thing You know, the everyday, the get up, the kids, the brush teeth, uh, just life just life happens, but when you can tap into something like this, it gets you closer to purpose mm-hmm. it gets you closer to meaning it gets you closer to the thing that the soul longs for, and all that other stuff still keeps going, you know, the water heater breaks, the car does this, <laughs> life happens, Life right? doesn't stop Life doesn't <laughs> stop, it doesn't stop but there's more to it yeah. and these kinds of experiences really help you get there
0: Well, and it opens up um, people's eyes, I think, too, to the fact that they are not alone, you know, their fears or their frustrations or their feelings. You know, I know for women, I couldn't stop them sharing their feelings, right? (laughs) I don't know if the men was like that or not, but... Oh, they do. (laughs) Okay, good. It's good to know because, of course, I couldn't even be a fly on the wall at uh, Joshua's Men meetings. My husband did Joshua's Men for years as well, thanks to you and and for your investment in his life. And I'm sure the men say the same thing about him and I could, you know, um, hear, you know, calls or uh, people on Facebook reach out to Jack too and thank him for those days so we talked a little bit about what they receive out of their investment in mentoring women or in Joshua's men what did you receive out of it
1: oh my uh, I think the mentor is always the greatest learner because you have to come in prepared mm-hmm. you're you're Doing everything you can to pour into them. So, and then you're hearing all these life stories. Um, you just it just fills you. Then, uh, what I've learned over the years, even as a coach and consultant for pastors, is they don't ask easy questions, <laughs> and I don't know all the answers. So, when I really work on, it, like, well, I need to think about that. Mm-hmm. So, I find myself preparing. So that puts me going forward, and I'm a- trying to answer really tough questions, and uh, so. You receive so much growth that way, then when you add in just the gratification, where I'm just your heart is so filled when you see what happens in their lives and how their lives are changed. And mm-hmm. you know, when some of the guys would uh, open up and uh, they don't tell you ahead of time, but they, when the trust rises and the vulnerability, even with guys, increases as the months go on. Yeah. And they'll start saying, you know, my marriage isn't perfect and I've got this struggle and I've got that struggle. And then we start seeing breakthrough in their life. And we see even generations of, of stuff broken. That's, oh my gosh. I mean, we'll, we'll keep doing that forever just to hear those stories of life change.
0: I keep looking for a publisher because I've got all of these notebooks and lessons and curriculum. And I started thinking, you know, I don't know how many more books we really need or (laughs) need to read, you know, um, or how many more classes we need to take or no offense to conferences. I mean, I'm grateful to be asked to go speak at conferences, but you know how many more conferences we need? I think we need more mentors, Dan, um, people who are just willing to, you know, be a part of this group experience, live into it, love on those men or those women, and really help them to develop in that way. And I just, I know I'm not done. I know that God told me last year, finish the unfinished. And I'm like, I have so many unfinished things because I'm an <laughs> entrepreneur. So I'm always starting something and writing something and, you know, recording something or starting a podcast. Um, but I think there's so many things over the years that I've given of my life that I learned that I would never have learned just in a classroom or just reading my Bible. And the Bible is our manual, right? It's even though we've spent all this time writing these the curriculum and everything. But it's steeped in scripture. And I know you and I both honor that scripture. Yeah.
1: No question. No question. Yeah.
0: So there's a couple of scriptures that come to mind since uh, we're talking about scripture and our love for it. So 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11 says, "...as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another." Mm as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as an oracle of God. And you know that the oracle, again, I look up definitions. So oracle means revelation, um, forewarning, answers, even though we said we don't have the answers, but we're only speaking what the word says. And so that's where the answers come from. And any advice we give or any mentoring we provide um, is just, Basically, from God's word. And the next verse it says, If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability with which God supplies. In all things, God may be glorified through Christ Jesus, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen.
1: Mm-mm-mm. You know, it brings a, one of my favorite scriptures to mind in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, where it's talking about the gifts and the apostles and the you know, the pastors and the evangelists. and But where it, but it says, you know, that so we equip, we train, we pour into, we mentor, we develop people for works of service that they get to do the things that have meaning and value. And then so there's a spirit of unity that comes from that and mm-hmm. maturity that comes from that. And we see the body of Christ growing up. But that applies everywhere. You can apply that to a family. Yeah. You know, how we pour into our kids, how we pour into the people around, how you pour into your neighbors. I mean, mm-hmm if if it's one person at a time or a group at a time, we're actually can I just be a little bit dramatic here? Go. We we actually are changing the world. Yes. We really are one person at a time. Mm-hmm. I don't think sometimes the, the world you know, world change comes from these grand overtures and political mm-hmm. movements. I think it's one person at a time. If we all do the next right thing and invest in that person right next to us, that's what changes stuff.
0: That is what changes So many things—physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So, you know, having somebody to believe in you, having somebody to come alongside of you, having somebody who's there with grace and mercy, you know, when you need it, or understanding, or just care, or just listening, just an ear, you know, somebody Somebody who'll just tell you the truth. Yeah,
1: you know, you need people who are have wisdom, and maybe it's not their own, comes from God, Mm -hmm. but somebody who'll just tell you the truth, but they'll tell you in a kind way, in a loving way, not a condemning or a judging way, but somebody Mm -hmm. who loves you enough they'll tell you the truth, but tell you in a way that is redemptive and, and helps you move and uh, grow and become all that you're supposed to be. That's an extraordinary gift.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Well, Hebrews thirteen seven says, remember those who rule over you, who have, sp- who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith you follow, consider the outcome of their conduct. And again, having somebody to follow or having somebody who's a pattern, and I'll get to First Timothy in a minute, but um, in in my resource, one of the things that I said is, you can influence people without being in leadership, but you cannot be in leadership without influencing people. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. So I think there's a responsibility, obviously, that we've felt, I mean, we've been in ministry almost 40 years, um, well... Yeah, since 1985, back in Indiana, and then since 1987 here, 88, when we started the church here in Atlanta. And um, learning that, I mean, you're all like, whoa, we're pioneering a church, oh, it's going to be awesome, you know, and, uh, and yet the responsibility was something that, you know, most individuals, like an individual can't really carry that unless you have the faith in God, where well, he's the leader, you're not the leader, right. you know, and you've got that strength that comes from him. That's so okay. good. That's so mm-hmm. okay. good. So First Timothy um, 12 through 17. And it's a long one. Will you read that one for us, Dan?
1: All right. Uh, up here. Okay, I thank, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful putting me into ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a, prosecutor, a, a, a persecutor, I am an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant and faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief." However, for this reason, I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show all long-suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Now to the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, to God, who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever.
0: Amen. What I the reason I brought that up uh, as far as the scripture is concerned, because I do hear a lot of people say, well, that's because you were a pastor's wife that you could mentor. And I, I'm i not perfect in my faith, or I don't know the word of God enough, or I don't, you know, what do you say when somebody says, I wrote a whole um, series called Me, a Mentor? Is that your final answer? And, you know, pulling the pun off of who wants to be a millionaire and so yeah. I kind of wrote it like that. But I hear that so many times it's like no, I my life is a mess or my life isn't like yours or I'm not in leadership. How could I be a mentor? How could I be do this?
1: Yeah. I think I think God God has something in each of us to share. We have a life story. There's a narrative within us. Even if our life story comes from failures and mistakes yeah. and skinning our knees, we tell that story yeah you know and and the the big idea is not about making mistakes or failures and not feeling like we have all all it takes it's did we learn from them Mm -hmm. tell those stories and just loving people believing in people pouring into them you know with all the content like that you have you're right people can get your content they can use your stuff they don't have to figure all that out if they'll just give themselves to the people if they'll give themselves to the To the people that, to those who God will put before you or in your path, just start there.
0: Just making yourself available. Exactly. You know, and letting the Lord do the rest. I think we a lot of times we think we are the answer and yeah. we are not the answer. Yeah. We are just a funnel, yeah. <laughs> you know, where all of his word can flow through into somebody else's life.
1: And I think sometimes too we might try to overcomplicate it. Mm. You know, I, I think sometimes some of the most profound mentoring happens over a cup of coffee somewhere in a in yeah. a coffee shop. Yeah. You pour an uh, and sometimes mentoring can be for years and years and years or like your program a year long sometimes mentoring is two hours over lunch mm-hmm. and it can be life changing when somebody speaks truth they care about you there's honesty in it and if you're receptive if the person's receptive and ready and they hear that truth and they, they go put it into practice, that's life-changing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and it doesn't have to be the entire program. It's no. a line here, a thought there, that's a right. change here, a change there. It's the smallest things. You know, if we can't be faithful with the smallest things, I don't think we're going to be, you know, given great things Yeah, or big things. Yeah. So And I'll bet
1: you, you've experienced this many, many times, Stephanie. I have, but where somebody will come back years later from a group or a coffee that they had with you, and they'll say, I remember the time you said And they quote your words back to you and you think, I don't have any recollection of ever saying that to you at all, but you did. And it impacted them.
0: And sometimes it comes back to you and you go, oh yeah, I did do that. (laughs) I did say that, didn't I? I better lean into that myself. So, well, I love the fact um, that we're sharing scripture back and forth. And I have one final scripture from First Corinthians one, twenty-six through thirty-one. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise <laughs> according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world. And the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring together or to bring into being those things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God." And righteousness and sanctification and redemption that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. And to me, that that just helps the playing field be just even all across the board because yeah. it doesn't have, you don't have to have a, um, we so appreciate John Maxwell, of course, and just his leadership and his strength and his sewing into people. I used to think he was a celebrity until I worked for you, Dan, and oh. then I realized <laughs> who the real celebrity is. And Dan, uh, I appreciate you very much. So my Mothers, mentors, and monsters. Well, what about the monsters, people say? Well, everybody knows there's no such thing as monsters. All right, so let's hear our closing um, thoughts here then. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Dan, with um, anything that maybe came up that you want to clarify or you want to make it the point more um, in the uh, direction that you didn't uh, share, please do that. Yeah, you know,
1: <laughs> we've been talking quite a bit about, you know, believing, believing in people, believing in them, individuals, maybe even before they do. But I think something else is important too, in the beginning, kind of deep in the person that might be the mentor, mm. and that is you have to believe in yourself. Mm, good. And because uh, the, here's the truth, if I can say something kind of blunt, if you don't believe in you, nobody else will either. Mm. And so, and that really starts with, do you believe God is with you? Mm. And and now I don't mean like he loves you, you know, Jesus died for you, you're going to heaven. Yeah, that's all good. But I mean, do you believe he's actually with you? He's with you in this process. He's with you in your day-to-day life. He's with you. Like, does he see what's going on in your life? He's with you. Mm. And when you believe God is with you and you believe in yourself that he's called you, he's gifted you, you know, that's a, a great platform to begin to pour into others when you've got that confidence in yourself.
0: I like that. Thank you for that. Well, it takes courage to pursue your personal development path. Um, It's not for the faint of heart. And I always said, you know, with mentoring women and the dedication that they make, it's not to the group, it's to themselves and it's to the Lord. And so to me, that's where the strength comes from. And, you know, so if you're not necessarily willing to take a look inside or to take responsibility and act on what you learn, then you're not going to see that self-improvement or that self discovery or self-awareness or self-self-self, you know, self-whatever. But we all have so much in us that I would love to see come out. And sometimes it just takes somebody to see yeah. what's inside. And, um, I know it, I'm just reminded of my, um, logo, the Stephanie Wolf Ministries, inner beauties logo was the caterpillar with the butterfly on its back. It's kind of just that reminder that we've all got something great on the inside. And it sometimes it just takes someone to see it, to really realize those capabilities and the potential and all that personal development, um, definition that I brought out before, um, human capital, (laughs) that was something I'd never heard of before, and enhancing the quality of our life, and enhancing the quality of others' lives, and that's what mentoring's about, so um, if you need more information about mentoring women, you can contact us, and certainly Dan... I hope everyone knows how amazing you are, but I'm sure you're plenty busy enough, so they should just get your books, right? And I hope you'll go online, our listeners, and look up Leadership Alone Isn't Enough, Confident Leader, Amplified Leadership, Shoulder to Shoulder, one of my favorites, or check out Dan's personal uh, pastor's coach blog and at danryland.com, so... Well, you've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. For information about our corporate wellness programs, virtual classes, or our individual coaching programs, go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well personally and professionally. See you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life.